Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. Cat and mouse in partnership. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a Grim Reading. A certain cat had made the acquaintance of a mouse, and had said so much to her about the great love and friendship she felt for her, that at length, the mouse agreed that they should live and keep house together. Oh, how lovely is that? Isn't that lovely? What a great start to a story. That's brilliant. Two natural enemies. Coming together, falling in love. I hope nothing horrible happens. But we must make a provision for winter, or else we shall suffer from hunger, said the cat. Right. And you, little mouse, cannot venture everywhere or you will be caught in a trap some day. The good advice was followed, and a pot of fat was brought. <laughs> but they did not know where to put it. At lunch, and after much consideration, the cat said, I know no place where it will be better stored up than in the church, for no one dares take anything away from there. We will set it beneath the altar, and not touch it until we are really in need of it. So the pot was placed in safety. Under the altar? Yeah. This is going to end well. Yeah. I mean, it is a bind. Where do you store your pot of fat? I come across that all the time. So, yeah. Top tip, church altar. But it was not long before the cat had a great yearning for it. Cat so, wants his fat. She's got a pang of craving for that. <sighs> tasty, tasty fat. Mm-mm. And said to the mouse, I want to tell you something, little mouse. My cousin has brought a little son into the world and has asked me to be godmother. He is white with brown spots and I am to hold him over the font of the christening. Let me go out today, and you look after the house by yourself. Oh, yes, yes, answered the mouse. By all means, go. And and if you get anything very good, think of me. I should like a drop of sweet red christening wine, too. All this, however, was untrue. Oh, no. The cat had no cousin, and had not been asked to be godmother of the cousin he doesn't have. She went straight to the church, stole to the pot of fat, began to lick at it, and licked the top of the fat off. Mm -mm. Yummy. Then she took a walk upon the roofs of the town, looking out for opportunities. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what she's thinking. spotting. <laughs> and then stretched herself out in the sun. Lovely. And licked her lips whenever she thought of the pot of fat. And not until it was evening did she return home. Well, well here you are again, said the mouse. No doubt you've had a merry day. All went off well, answered the cat. Tell me, what... What name did they give the child? Oh. Top off, said the cat Top quite, off. quite coolly. Top off, cried the mouse. That is a very odd and uncommon name. Is it usual in your family? No. What does it matter, said the cat? Oh. It is no worse than crumb stealer, as your godchildren are called. Her godchildren are all called crumb stealer. I think it's just being a bit rude. I think it's saying uh, mice steal crumbs. Oh, okay. This, right, it's I mean, they're meant out. to be in love and have a I real know. friendship, but maybe they've been together a long time. <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm worried. Relationship might be on the rocks. Before long, the cat was seized by another fit of longing. She said to the mouse, You must do me a favour and once more manage the house for a day alone. I am asked to be godmother again, and as the child has a white ring around its neck, I cannot refuse. Eh? The good mouse consented, but the cat crept behind the town walls to the church and devoured half the pot of fat. Half of it this time? Nothing ever seems so good as what one keeps to oneself, she said. Selfish. 
and she was satisfied with her day's work. <laughs> work? Yeah, I wouldn't call that work. Bad work. Bad work, nice. <laughs> Good one, buddy. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Zinger. I've taught the cat a lesson. <laughs> Good work, more like bad work. I want to be the cat about now. <laughs> when she went home, the mouse inquired, and what has this child uh, been christened? Half done, answered the uh, cat. I see whether, yeah. Half done? What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Good question. I've never heard the name in my life. I'll wager anything it's not in the calendar of saints. <laughs> yes, I, I bet it's not. Getting a little suspicious, I think, the mouse. Mm, I think so. The cat's mouth soon began to water for some more licking. All good things go in threes, said she. Oh. I am asked to stand godmother again. The child is quite black, only it has white paws. But with that exception, it has not a single white hair on its whole body. This only happens once every few years. You will let me go, won't you? Top off, half done, answered the mouse. They're such odd names. They make me very thoughtful. <laughs> oh, thoughtful. You sit at home, said the cat, in your dark grey fur coat and long tail, and are filled with fancies. That's because you do not go out in the daytime. We're quashing the suspicions there. Right, okay, smart. During the cat's absence, the mouse cleaned the house and put it all in order. Aww. It's really good housemate. Just dutiful, yeah. But the greedy cat entirely emptied the pot of fat. When everything is eaten up, one has some peace, she said to herself. And well filled and fat, she did not return home till night. The mouse at once asked what name had been given to the third <laughs> child. Right, what name was it this time? It will not please you more than the others, said the cat. He is called All Gone. <laughs> all Gone? cried the mouse. That is the most suspicious name of all. <laughs> I've never seen it in print. <laughs> in print it reads all the periodicals <laughs> all gone what can that mean and she shook her head curled herself up and lay down to sleep oh I like that classic scene what can it mean oh well never mind from this time forth no one invited the cat to be godmother but when the winter had come and there was no longer anything to be found outside the mouse thought of their provision and said come cat we will go to our pot of fat which we have stored up for ourselves we should enjoy that yes answered the cat you would enjoy it as much as you would enjoy sticking that dainty tongue of yours out of the window. What? Sticking your tongue out of the window? You will enjoy the pot of fat as, as much as you would just... Oh, I see. Sticking I your tongue out of the like, window. like favourite pastime of the mouse. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be great then. Cheers. They set out on their way, but when they arrived, the pot of fat certainly was still in its place, but it was empty. Alas, said the mouse. Now I see what has happened. Now it comes to light. You are a true friend. You have devoured all when you were standing godmother. First top off, then half done, then... Will you hold your tongue, cried the cat. One more word and I will eat you too. All gone was already on the poor mouse's lips. Scarcely had she spoken it before the cat sprang on her, seized her, and swallowed her down. What? And that is the way of the world. The end. her husband <laughs> it didn't explicitly say they were married did it not no alright cohabiting man partner it said they were yeah there was great love and friendship 
Okay, so they're just some friends that I love think, each other. I think there's well, yeah, but there's also yeah, there's a I felt implication. Like you felt you felt a it. spark. Yeah, oh, there was something there. Come on, don't deny it, Matt. There was something there. Well, they were bickering like only like an old married couple. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> so much. I know you're a, you're a, you're a cat person. I get that impression. Okay, I'm a I'm a cat person. Big I fan. mean, are you a mouse person? <laughs> is that a thing? No, but this cat is a piece of work. Agreed. I mean, just it's obnoxious. Yeah. Like the arrogance of it. To I know. Your, you and your loved one have stored a, a lovely tasty pot of fat, which, mm. by the way, sounds delicious. Stored it under the church altar all year, so it's going to be in a good shape. <laughs> when you get to it come winter. Delectable. Mm-mm. And then just to go behind your loved one's back mm. throughout the year, mm. just eating, eating fat <laughs> behind their back. And, and then t- when they mm. discover you, when they found, find you out and they call you on it, just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not okay. Also, eat them because they're annoying you. You're like, if you say one more word, right, I'll eat yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't just, uh-oh, I've been found out. It's like, shut up. <laughs> if you don't shut up, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Boom, down in one. Exactly. But not just that. The cat was uh, teasing him all year. Initially, I thought it was that sort of classic sitcom thing of, I've got to think of a name, and then you just think of something related to what you did, because it's all you could think of. But now you say that, yeah, she was teasing him. Yeah. By saying, what was the first one? Top of. Uh, Yeah. Which I was thinking, oh, that sounds Russian. (laughs) So top of, half done, all gone. All gone. Um, So, you know, could have said, what was was the name? Uh, Jim. No, and tease you. Right, top exactly. <laughs> top of. <laughs> yeah, company by a suspicious laugh. For me, yeah. Cat, cat was just a nasty piece of work. Just teasing, teasing. And also saying things like, nothing ever seems so good as what one keeps to oneself. I know, what an awful thing to say. <laughs> That's horrid. It's, it's so terrible. Because usually you th- you'd imagine the cat would be like, oh, I feel bad. I shouldn't be doing this, but... Usually you feel guilty. So good, but it's like... <laughs> I'm so clever and getting one over on the mouse. Keeping a nasty secret feels good. Yeah. And then and then she goes on to say, when everything is eaten up, one has some peace. I mean, if I'd uh, just eaten half a pot of fat, I would not feel peaceful. <laughs> one heck of a bellyache. And then, of course, we've got that wonderful little uh, Brothers Grimm, and that is the way of the world. Uh, yeah, and that's the way. Is it, though, are, are wives eating their husband? Is it Wilhelm? Is, is it, it, though? So what, well, what do you think the, the moral could be? Or like, what's the message for a little kiddie reading that? Um, if someone's trusted you with something, don't betray them. <laughs> or maybe you can't trust someone. Y- you can't trust people. Yeah. Yeah. As in... It's not a great... It's not a nice moral, though, is it? Don't trust anyone. No, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the way of the world, according to the Brothers Grimm. I mean, they're very... Well... You know, I suppose it's a, it's it's the equivalent of a leopard can't change its spots. Right. A cat and a mouse. Okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, they can't I'm change their I'm, nature. It's the scorpion and the toad. You know the one? No. So, I think it's a scorpion and a toad. Toad? They're, they're friends. I hope it's a toad. It might be something else. Well, you know what? It's a folktale, so it can be yeah, whatever. it can be whatever. It, Today, yeah. it's a toad. So, the scorpion and toad, they're friends. And the scorpion says... I really need to get to the uh, the other side of that lake. Maybe a river, because you can walk around a lake. True. Maybe a river. A big river, though. Can I just hop on your back? 
and you 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 can swim. I can't. I'm a scorpion, and you just carry me over. And the toad says, "I'd love to help you out, but you're going to sting me, and I'll, I'll die. I'll drown." And the scorpion says, "No, I'm your friend. Why would I sting you? I just need to get to the other side." And say, or no, as in, no. if you sting me, I'll drown. You'll drown. We'll, we'll both drown. Yeah. Mm. The toad's like, no, I'm not doing it. And this goes back and forth for a while until eventually the toad acquiesces. It says, fair enough, we are friends. We've known each other a long time. Like, fair enough, you made a good point. Let's, let's get you over to the other side. So the scorpion hops on the toad's back. Get halfway across the river. And the scorpion stings the toad in the back. And the, the toad goes, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. That's... It's in my nature. Exactly. And the toad was like, all right. That's <laughs> not a fair point. Fair play. Dies in the water. It's the same thing. It's like That's true, what you're yeah. saying. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a cat. You're a mouse. You are my yeah. prey. Or in times the of... the natural order. In times of... Yeah, in time... But also, yeah, in times of hunger or in times of want, all the civility just goes out the window. Yeah. I mean, it's very conservative, you know, with a small c. This sort of... Yeah. Th- these moral messages we keep getting. The world is terrible. People are nasty and greedy. Like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Keep, keep it close. Stay watchful. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. These morals are, are being born out of, I don't know, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th century Central Europe with the German-speaking yes. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, you know, that's it's informed by that a little bit. I guess. Because, you know, probably wasn't the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Well, yeah, you know, the, the Thirty Years' War, they'd had the... Uh, Reformation. In right, my head, my yeah. impression is that part of Europe, the German-speaking part, went through quite a lot of horrible, nasty wars and killings and death. Oh, absolutely. For a long time. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're saying, <laughs> "Don't, don't yeah. trust a cat with your pot life of fat." Was generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can't change your nature. See that? Well, I guess that's the same as this. Or Scorpion. maybe the idea of like some things aren't meant to be. Oh, like that? don't fall for the wrong person because oh my word in the end she's a cat he's a mouse maybe he fancied the cat and then his family are like don't do it it's not going to work out he's yeah. like oh but I really am into her yeah and then they set up house and everyone's like this is this is a disaster but they happen. go along with it because they're families and they love yeah. them so but they just weren't right for each other they weren't you've got to find the right one one was a sweet little mouse Mm. Dutiful husband, <laughs> bit dim, a little bit, a <laughs> bit, little bit on the thick side. Uh, but re- just a nice, all-round nice just, bloke. Yeah, yeah, one of the best for mm-hmm. them. And the cat, nasty piece of work. <laughs> Absolutely, just, <laughs> just you know, a wrongen. Yeah, an absolute from the wrong-un. start. From the start. So basically, don't don't trust people or like people's nature. People are naturally greedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. Telling me, or like maybe a church also isn't the best place to store your big pot of fat. Well, on that note, there are a few regional variations of this story. Excellent. This is uh, one of the earliest Brothers Grimm tales. Is it? it? Yeah, it's included in in an eighteen oh eight manuscript. 
Okay. I think it was collected from Castle. Castle. We still haven't learned how to pronounce that. If someone could, uh... It just sounds like you're a northerner saying Castle. <laughs> Indeed. Newcastle. But yeah, this is uh, Animal Tale, Stealing the Partner's Butter. We've got The Fox Cheats the Bear Out of His Christmas Fair, Norway. Oh, I like that. The Fox and the Wolf, Netherlands. The Keg of Butter, Scotland. <laughs> Only the Scots could have a keg of butter. Mr. Rabbit nibbles up the butter, which is an African-American variation. That's fantastic. The poetry yeah. of that. Mr. Rabbit nibbles yeah. up the butter. Love that. That is a good one. What happens in that? Oh, that's there's something like a... I think there's a mole and a f- fox and a rabbit. And the rabbit eats the butter that the three of them have saved. And then they all find it and go, you know, what's going on? Who did this? And then the rabbit says, right, what we need to do is jump over, set a fire, jump over the fire. And whoever is really full will fall in. And the mole, this is a sweet little mole, who's a bit like the, 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 the mouse. And they, the rabbit jumps over it because he can it's jump. A rabbit. The fox jumps over it. But nips his tail, burns of course his he's tail. Got a big tail, singes the tail. Which is why foxes have that white bit on the end of their tail. That's why, because it because it singed its tail. It's when got it burnt off and fire. it's gone white. Yeah, interesting. And the mole, the poor mole, falls in and I think gets burnt to death. What? And it's innocent. Yeah, that's horrible. At the end, because the way this was recorded is very much someone just telling the, yeah. the person recording it the story, and yeah. they say the moral is in this world. Lots of folks have to suffer, suffer for other folks' folks's sins. It looks like it's mighty wrong, but it's just that way. Deep. That's, yeah. That is deep. Do you want to hear the Scotland, the Scottish one, the keg of butter? Go on. So there's a, a fox and a wolf, and they're, they're hanging out. Buried a keg of butter. You know, same, the baptism, all that. And then what happens is, so they find the, the butter's gone, and the fox dangles the wolf upside down. Bear in mind, there's only two of them. Puts yeah. his hand there with the butter and then goes, look, you know, it's come out of your stomach because I'm dangling you upside down, even though he sneakily just put some butter there. And then he goes, see, so you did do it. So the fox took the butter, held the wolf upside down and like and said, looked as if... Yeah, and then said, look, you've taken it. But the wolf would go, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> but that's that story. And then the Norwegian one, the fox cheats the bear out of his Christmas fair. Uh, fox cheats the bear out of the Christmas fair. I don't even remember. Oh, it was something about like he proves that he didn't. The fox proves he didn't have the 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 butter or whatever, as he or the fat. He smears it on the bear's tail while he's asleep. So they all go to sleep, wake up, and they go, "Look, you took it." But again, there's only two of them, so yeah. Why would he go? Oh, okay. oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. I don't remember doing it, but so yeah, those are the other variations of the story. That's cool. So about yeah, nicking your partner's uh, butter fare. mainly butter fat or fair. I quite, yeah, I like the African-American one. It was really good. That's really good. Yeah. And also the idea of if you've got a belly full of butter and you fall in mm. a fire, it's going to lightly fry all the offal inside you. You're imagining that mole just going up. <laughs> Roast mole. <laughs> I love the idea of the fox with the tail. The whole... The, the whole Every that's... time I see a fox now, I just think, think of that. It singed its tail. It singed its tail, jumping over the fire to prove it didn't steal the butter. It's lovely. Well, I mean, I say it's lovely. That's awful. <laughs> Yeah, they all end quite badly. Like, yeah. The sly one always wins in these stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the African-American one sums it up with the moral quite well. You yeah. suffer for other people's sins. Uh, yeah, that hit me, that did. Damn. So you decided not to certify that grim, I guess. Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay, it's not too grim. I think it was borderline. 
if not borderline close to the border, yeah. sort of standing quite close to the border and going, Ooh. It's in the Rhineland. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it's this whole, you know, it's the false dichotomy, Adam, sure. of uh, humans, sure, sure. animals, there's a, there's a distinction, but really there, there shouldn't be, maybe. Maybe, you know, if there's violence against animals, it should be as bad as violence against humans. In uh, solidarity with our animal brethren, maybe I should start treating them with more weight. Violence against animals with as much weight as violence against yeah, humans. Yeah, you probably should, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, I am a cat person, and even though this shows cats in quite poor light, it's quite. It has such a sweet beginning. Like, hmm. how lovely is that? Maybe the Grimm's are, are dog people. I don't mean to like turn you off the story because I know you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. It's a good one. Yeah, it appeals to your sense of romance at the beginning, and then pulls the rug from under you and shatters it by the <laughs> end. What should I give that? I'm going to give that. Seven point five. I like the duplicity, like the sustained duplicity. It makes me think of Breaking Bad or something. You know, the idea of a yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that a spouse keeping something like while they from from the other spouse while they slowly close in on the truth. The idea of sustaining a lie and, and yeah, what that as, does to you. You as the audience know that there's that exactly, lie and it's, it's going to come out. That sort of self-corrupting thing. I like yeah, I like that. I liked it as well. I think I'll give it a... I have no idea. Oh, he's not thought about it. What are you going to give it? Did you like it? Well, it's very much in the vein of uh, the mouse bird and the sausage. I don't remember what I gave that. I think I might have enjoyed that more, just because there's a sausage in it. But I think I'll give this a seven. Okay, solid. Solid seven. Yeah. Quite high. I was tempted to give it less, but I'll give it... I think I'm put off by the... I don't agree with the moral. I don't like that message. What, quite a negative view of the world? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, people are greedy or you can't change your spots. You know, cat and a mouse shouldn't live together. I just... I don't like, I like that, that, no. <laughs> but as a story, it's good. As a story, it's a cracker. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Sound. Next up, what have we got? Clever Elsie. Clever Elsie. Just how clever Elsie is, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, clever clocks. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you have any thoughts on the story, by the way, hey, we're back. If you've got any thoughts on the story, please share them with us. Let us know what you think. Good, bad, ugly. Both. Both. All three, both. <laughs> both of all three. Both three. Let us know. See you later. You can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod. Also on Instagram and Facebook, grimreading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. Thank you.